no, I love, I love getting to, even if I'm not preaching, I love, I love being here with Corey. You guys are my family. Um, so tonight, this is the third week. It's kind of just seems to be the habit, the, the pattern that we have. I usually have been doing the third week or the fourth week, kind of last. But um, I'm going to be talking to you all about serve, but the message for tonight is going to be called A Heart for the House. A heart for the house. Hey, if you're new with us tonight, or maybe you've been here once or twice or three, or you've been here 100 times, thank you for coming. We're excited that you're here. Um, you know, if, but like I said, if you're newer here with us, thank you for coming back. We love to see, we want to see this whole place filled up, not just so we can feel good about ourselves, but we know that we've got something awesome to say to you guys because we're teaching the Bible, and that's awesome. But we know that what we're teaching here can and will transform your lives for the rest of your life. So um, I like recapping on what we've learned thus far. Uh, so last, the first week, uh, Pastor Jordan, he taught us um, that the more you serve others, the more the desire will be there to serve. And he said that um, the way to be promoted in the kingdom of God is to humble yourself. That is very true. So true, Hoss. Uh, and then the week after that, this guy right here, Young Pat. Everybody say Young Pat. I'm saying that because that's all. Every time Young Pat is mentioned, we always say Young Pat. So Young Pat over here, he taught us uh, that you need to serve God with your best and not just with the rest. Not your scraps. You give him the first. You give him the best. Not the crumbs that fall on the floor. But in uh, how God, he doesn't just want something from you. He wants you. He wants a relationship with you. He desires to have a relationship with you more than you desire to have a relationship with him. So this week, um, we're going to be talking about a heart for the house. A heart for the house. Um, this is a little bit unrelated, but I was when I was as I was studying for this, it's not completely unrelated. But as I was studying for this message and preparing and just talking to God, I was just thinking there's two things I'm most thankful for in my life. There's a lot of things I'm thankful for in my life, but two things that I'm most thankful for is Jesus and then the local church. There isn't, there isn't two other things. I'm not saying God's a, Jesus is a thing, but I'm saying there, there isn't two other things, not even close, that have impacted my life in the way that Jesus and the local church have impacted my life. I mean, I could say I'm thankful for my wife. She's number three. That I'm thankful for my friends and my pastors, but Jesus and the local church have been the two greatest things, the two greatest mainstays. When, every, when, every, when other things have failed me when, and when people have failed me, <clears throat> Jesus and the local church have always been there every single time. They never fail. I want to start with a quote tonight by Pastor Willie George of Church on the Move. Anybody ever heard of him? Old Gospel Bill, if, if you don't know who that is, it's all right, but... He used to run a kid's show back in the day, and then one day I found out he pastored a church in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I said, hold on. This guy used to watch be uh, a cowboy when I was a kid, now pastors a church, and everybody's wanting to do what they do because they're awesome. But uh, he had this podcast, and Pastor Jordan sent it out to a bunch of us uh, recently, and he, uh, one of the quotes that I really like, and it's, it's what I want to focus on in this message tonight. He said, it's okay for us to know the what and even know... <laughs> I'm sorry, that coughed. <laughs> sorry, excuse me. It's okay for us to know the what 
and for us even to know the how, but it's the why that drives people. It's the why. People want to know why. People say, okay, I know what we're doing, or, hey, or what, what are we doing, and uh, how are we going to do it? But then they want to know why they're going to do it, because the what and the how, those, those are the easy things, but people want to know why, because it gives people, um, it, it puts a drive in them to know why we're doing it. Like, well, okay, I know that we're coming to set up tables and chairs. We do that all the time here, for, but, and I know how we're going to do it. We're going to use our arms. We're going to walk to the closet. We're going to set them up, but why are we doing it? If we just went this whole life not knowing why we did anything, it wouldn't be very, you wouldn't feel very fulfilled and probably wouldn't, you wouldn't feel much a sense of purpose. So I want to talk about why we should have a heart for the house and why we serve. So I have, I just have a lot of reasons why we should serve and I'm just going to jump right into them. Number one, it is rewarding. Reasons why we serve. Number one, it's rewarding. Colossians 3, 23 through 24, out of the New Living Translation, says, Work willingly at whatever you do, as though you were working for the Lord, rather than for people. 24, remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your, as your reward, and that the master you are serving is Christ. So we see that just right off the bat, it's, it's rewarding, and, and there is an inheritance for us that, that do serve. You know, and, and if you're not if you're not in a, in a church yet and you're not serving, but you would like to, this is a great place to start. This is the one of the best places you could be. So don't feel like um, if you're not doing these things right now that uh, God's after you or the church is after you. You know, hey, we're we're here, we're open for anybody who wants to come in and serve and feel feel like they're a part of what we're doing and feel like this is home. So, so if, if like I said, if anybody is not currently doing that things, don't don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. So reason number one is it's rewarding. Reason number two, the reason we should have a heart for the house is to grow the church. You know, in the book of Acts, uh, in the second chapter, it says that uh, each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. So the early church served in the local church um, because it made a place for hundreds and thousands of people. I think 3,000 people got saved on the first day. And then after that, it says God just kept adding to their fellowship every single day. One reason, though, is because they were serving. They made a place. They were all focused and all in unity on making a place available, making an atmosphere in here available for people to come in and experience something they've never experienced before. Another reason uh, that we should have a heart for the house or another reason we serve is it's refreshing. Turn to Proverbs 11.25, please. Proverbs 11.25. We're talking about it's refreshing. I'm going to start. It says, the generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. It's probably my top five favorite scriptures because I like I like scriptures that I've that I've seen personally work in my life over and over and over again, and I know this for a fact is something that has worked for me time and time again. Um, you know, there's been lots of times. Everybody could probably raise their hand in here when there's been, let's say, landscaping day, which is this Saturday, 
landscaping day, for instance. Or, again, how many, how many of you have set up a table and chair before? Every stumbler, I should probably accept no one, maybe raise their hand. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, maybe. Um, but the, we've all had times where we're like, okay, you know, gosh, I've got to do this again. Or I don't feel like doing it. Or I'm too tired to do it. That's, that's a my worst pet peeve if you say that, by the way. But I'm just going to let it go. Um, you know, we all have reasons why. But it says that if you can push through that, push through that, excuse me. If you can push through that and that you can, you can be a refreshing uh, to somebody. You think of the people that are in charge. Pastor Jordan, for instance, or someone who is in charge. Miss Marsh is usually in charge of a lot of things, of, of getting things organized, like the yard sale. If we can come and be a refreshing to those people who are in charge of things, we'll be refreshed. It's an awesome thing. It doesn't have to be here in the church. It could be anything. It could be uh, helping some of your relatives move. Who loves doing that? Um, you know, but at, it, when you go, you're a refreshing to those people. So that's, that's another reason why we serve. We come here to refresh others, but we know that we can be refreshed ourselves, and it's an awesome thing. You know, Psalm 100, verse 2, out of the ESV, says, serve the Lord with gladness, come into his presence with singing. You don't have to literally walk in here singing, but you could if you want to, but I'm saying it says, serve the Lord with gladness, you know. Another reason that we serve, another reason we should have a heart for the house, you know, it takes our focus off of us and directs it right towards God. You know, we serve in the local church because Jesus is all about building strong local churches. I mean, that's why Jesus came, of course, so that we can know him, but right after that, boom, let's build a local church. You know, there isn't, a, a, not, a, not a single thing, Pastor Jordan hit on this a while back, there isn't a single thing on the earth that is more powerful, more impacting than the local church. The media and the world will try to dumb it down and say, oh, they're just, all they do is argue, they can never agree on anything. That's just a bunch of lies. The local church is the most powerful thing on this, on this earth, and we are more of an impact to this world, to this nation, to this city than we actually realize. We got a lot of work to do, and we can do a lot more, but, you know, we serve because Jesus is all about building the local, uh, strong local churches, you know, and if we call ourselves followers of Christ, then we shouldn't have any problem doing that. You know, we serve to make room for people who need help, people like me, people that uh, who, who have just started coming here, or just even people who have been here a long time. We serve to make room for people who need help. Just because you've been in church for a while doesn't mean that you've made it, that you're perfect. We all need help. We all have questions and, and that we need answers to. You know, we also serve to change our region. You know, there's been a lot of prophecies. If you don't know what prophecy is, God will tell man something and man will tell us, basically. Um, there's been a lot of prophecies about this church, about it being a region-changing church. And that will happen, and that's going to happen. It's, it's, it's happening right now. I don't know if you've all noticed, there's continually been uh, first-time guests. There's continually been one or two or three people getting saved just about every service. And that's awesome. Where, whereas before, there might not have been people getting saved or first-time guests in quite a while. So we see that this thing is working. All this time that we've been here serving, all this, all this time that we've said, Lord, I want to have a heart for your house, it's working. And I think it's exciting. 
And I love that I get to be here at this time, in this, in this moment. You know, I used to, you know, wonder what it'd be like to be born in, like, uh, I was born in 88. I always thought it'd be cool to be, like, 10 years old in 1980, because I think 80s were, like, super cool. But, but then, at the same time, I'm glad I was born in this time, for such a time as this, and to get to be a part of something that's been established, like this church has been established, but we're starting to take off even more than we have, and there's a lot of momentum, and we're trying to go with that momentum. And another thing, uh, I feel like people really feel encouraged to serve uh, when they see people's lives being impacted by Jesus. I know there's times where maybe maybe people were being impacted, but I myself didn't think, man, there just doesn't seem to be a whole lot people being changed, a whole lot of people being impacted, but now I'm starting to see it more than I have, maybe because I'm looking more, but I, I know there's for other reasons why it is, and so it's encouraging me to want to serve even more. You know, we've, we've seen other churches like Hillsong, New York City, we always bring them up because they are the, the golden rule. I mean, they, they, they're really making an impact. People are waiting in line. They have to turn people away all the time, say, look, sorry, but there's there's no more positions left. I mean, that's awesome. That'd be an awesome thing to get to say is, hey, thank you for wanting to come serve, but there isn't any opportunity left to serve. They do that because they, they're seeing every, every day, they're seeing people's lives change, people going from darkness into light. It's, it's awesome. You know, one reason it's really important to know the why of why we serve, because it'll keep you from getting burnt out. You know, like I mentioned earlier, we know the what, we know what we're doing, we know how we're going to do it. But we need to know why we're doing it because you can get burnt out, you know. Um, and, the, and the way that we know why we're doing it is because this church has a vision. And we're, we're, we're going, we're striving towards a goal. We're striving towards uh, something that we're trying to attain. And we're all pushing towards that vision. And since we know why we're doing it, we won't get burnt out. you also got to have a right attitude. That will keep you from not getting burnt out. You know... <clears throat> Excuse me. This is probably one of my favorite reasons. Um, we serve here. We have a heart for this house because it builds this community that we're in. It builds these relationships that we have with each other. Um, I have friends that aren't in the church, but it's just very few. But every, I mean, I have, I, I, it would take forever to name them all, but all my closest friends are pretty much in this room. And... I've had friends before, people that didn't go to this church, people that I had as friends before I came to this church, and I don't know where they are nowadays. I haven't heard from them. I'm glad to be doing life with you guys. I really am. And the reason this community and these relationships can be built is because you guys have a heart to serve. You know, um, Hebrews 10, you can turn here. Hebrews 10, 24 through 25 out of the NLT. Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. Talking about community and relationships with people. Verse 24 says, Let us think of ways to motivate one, an, one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of, this re, of his return is drawing near. You know, I think it's really good for us to... Um, you know, we have a kind of a culture here, which is, it's fine, you know, to joke with people and laugh and, 
you know, kind of pick on each other a little bit and everything. But I think it's good. It's totally fine with being serious sometimes and saying, hey, you know, just take to one of your buddies or, uh, hey, thanks for serving. Thank you for doing what you what you do here. Um, it's not cheesy. It's not weak to do that. It's actually weak not to do that, really, to think, well, I, I don't want to do that. They're going to think I'm whatever. No, that's that's a bunch of whatever. Just We should. We should encourage each other. It says to um, motivate one another to acts of love and good works, and um, but encourage one another, it says. So encourage each other to continue to serve. And if there's someone that you know that's not serving, you know, very kindly, very sweetly, just, hey, mention, hey, you ever thought about doing this here? You know, uh, I personally feel that some reason that some people aren't connected like they should be is because they aren't serving. I felt like I fit in here. I felt like I, I had some ownership here when I started serving, when I started feeling like, like, no, that's my department. I'm not in charge of it, but that's my department, and this is my church. You know, I don't pay the bills here, but this is my church. I, I have ownership in this. So it's, it's good to encourage people to say, hey, you ever thought about doing this? And, hey, I know they need help in this department. So it's good for everybody to get connected and, and find a place that they can fit. You know, and uh, some of you might think, like, well, hey, you know, I serve here all the time, and I do stuff that people don't really ever see me doing. You know, like, the things like what I'm doing tonight, it's a visible, it's a visible uh, uh volunteering kind of ministry helps thing being an usher is a visible thing being on the praise team is a visible thing but you know maybe when you're when you come here at night when nobody's here and you sweep the floors and clean the kitchen up or you set up tables and chairs where there's not people there saying hey great job you're so anointed you're a powerful woman man of god you know um in hebrews 6 10 out of the nlt it says for god is not unjust he will not forget how hard you have worked for him And how you have shown your love to him by caring for other believers, as you still do. What you're doing, it matters. Don't ever think that setting up a table, I bring this up because we do this all the time. Don't ever think that setting up tables and chairs is just some mundane thing and it's not changing anybody. Setting up a tables and chairs is creating an atmosphere for people to come in and get connected with each other. I know that it seems like we've done this a hundred times, and I've even thought that too, but telling myself but um let's just all have a good attitude about it and remember though our goal isn't to that uh, we not to serve to seek attention from our peers i know it's great for somebody to pat you on the back say hey i had a boy kind of thing that's nice it feels good it makes you feel good inside but that shouldn't be our goal god's approval is what we is what we really need you know colossians 3 23 through 24 says work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the lord rather than for people so really we're doing this for god in the first place anyways everything else is just is just an add-on so you know one thing i i i think about a lot when i think of people giving either of their time or money towards this church or if you're here with your time and you're serving is serving have have has roots that go a lot farther than I think we, we would probably ever know. Um, if you've been here for like, what, let's say, I'm just using my time I've been here, five or six years. Anybody been here for like at least only five or six years maybe? Okay, got a few. 
these, those people that raised their hand, I don't know if you saw them. Raise, raise them up again one more time. Okay, so some of us have not been here as long as the others. Other, the other people, you all have been here since, since you've been babies. But the people that raise their hands, that we are a result of your serving. If you all weren't here, if you all didn't put the time in, if you all weren't here till 1130, cleaning up in the kitchen at night, knowing you have to get up early in the morning for work, but if you didn't, if, if nobody did that, this church would be dirty. The outside of the building would look run down. And I might not have wanted to come here. I might have pulled in the parking lot. I'm like, this place? This is a church? Looks like a haunted mansion or something. But because you all have served, you all have created a place for me to come to. And I'm very thankful for that. And, and you know, if you've been here for your whole life, there's people that came before you that have paved the way for you. And you should be thankful for those people. You know, I'm, I'm so thankful that you all have... <laughs> what, Megan? <laughs> you got a funny smile on your face. I don't know if you're just happy or what. Uh, or you thought of something you saw on Facebook earlier. But, uh... <laughs> you know, before I came here, I was just really wild in my thinking. I, I had no focus. I was, like, studying, like, three different <laughs> majors in school. I was like, I want to do this. No, okay, after, like, a semester. Yeah, I want to do this. And after that, I want to do this. And then I played... Turned my brain to mush, which is back to normal, by playing so many hours and hours of video games. But I had no plan. I I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that I had a purpose in life. I I knew that God put me on this earth to do something, but I didn't know what. So, I say that because you guys served and made a place available for me to come to to learn about what I was called to do. That God has an awesome plan. He has an awesome plan for every single one of you in here as well. Don't think He's forgot about you. So I'm thankful to you all for, for serving. I mean, this really, honestly, is the last I never thought I would be in front of people. I didn't think I'd be singing. I didn't think I'd be serving at a church. I thought I'd be like a cop because <laughs> I was in the military and I was good at that. And I was like, well, I'll probably just do a lot of my buddies in the military. They're cops or they're EMTs or I, like, I thought psychology is cool. I was like, I could probably do all those, but never thought that I would be here. It's cool how God orchestrates things. And so I want to tell you why I serve. Um, Psalm 69.9, I can't remember, it was either Pastor Jordan or Dr. Jacobs recently, or or even one more, it might have been Jim Ziegler, were preaching, and they talked about Psalm 69.9. It says, in the first part of it, passion for your house has consumed me. And I've actually, to be honest, I've never heard that verse before. And I was like, oh my goodness. That explains how I feel about what I what I do here, and I've never, I have so many, you know, people in my family or my or my wife's family or people I work with, like you're always there. Can't you just take one night off? Or you're always with your church family. You're always doing this, and and then now I've got something to say back to them. I'm there because passion for this house has consumed me. Passion for God's house has consumed me, and I'm like, this is. I've never been able to put it in words better than this before. Passion for God's house has consumed me. It's awesome. If it was right, I'd get it tattooed on my forehead, but I'm not going to. So people would know. They'd be like, hey, why are you serving? Just... Look at the, hey, talk to the forehead. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, as I've been here longer and uh, I realize I serve because there's going to be other people that were like me or that 
used to, well, used to be like the old me. And they don't have a plan right now. They don't know what's going on in life. They're kind of just wandering around with no plan. I serve because I know there's going to be those people coming in here eventually. And there's going to be a lot of them. And they're going to come in just like I did. And they're going to find out that God does have an awesome plan for their life. I mean, I'm, I'm super excited about what God has planned for my life and for this church's life. But for me specifically, I'm really excited about it. And they're going to be able to find that out and find out that God loves them and that, you know, they can be saved and that they can go to heaven one day and, and, and know that there is something after you die and not just wondering and just, it's awesome. You know, and I mentioned it earlier, I feel like I have ownership here at this church. I don't, like I said, I don't pay the bills. My name's not on anything, but I consider a portion of this church, my church. Pastor Jordan preached on my church recently. It really made me think about that, you know. Whatever, whatever department you serve in, you need to take ownership in it. Like, no, this is my department. I may not be in charge of it, but I'm going to act like it's mine. So if I'm walking through, I might not be in the cleaning department, but I might look, walk through and see something on the ground and just go pick it up. You know, we can help each other out. But you need to pretend that it is yours. That way you're going to perform at your, at your best. You know, a, a serving church is a thriving church. For sure. Um, I kind of want to close with some some thank yous. I just wrote down some things that I thought about. So thank you if you've ever mowed the grass here. <laughs> thank you for all the people who, and there's a lot of them in here, who have stayed late at night or got here early in the morning and stayed here all day to organize things. And nobody knew that you were here. Nobody came in and said, hey, awesome job. Just know God knows, God saw you do it, and you're going to receive a reward for that. Thank you for any of you who have cleaned a bathroom or scrubbed a toilet or swept a floor or mopped the kitchen floor after a meal. All that stuff, it matters. It's not just, oh, I just got to mop the floor. No, it matters. People come in. People come in for their first time, and they're walking in, not because they're wrong or whatever, but they're, they're coming in with a, they're judging everything they see. Oh, they didn't greet me. All right, I already don't. That's strike one. Oh, this sound system is terrible. Now it's awesome, but it was terrible. Strike two. Oh, that singer who's this guy is just awful. You know, strike three kind of thing. <laughs> what are you looking at, Megan? I know you're not looking at Jordan right now. I heard there was a joke about me. I'm not going to tell what it was. That's kind of sad. Not really. But <laughs> I want to say thank you to the Stumbler boys. Legitimately. I think we could all give them a big hand right now. In the sound booth. We could clap for everybody in here. We really could. But thank you guys for serving all, you know, all the years you've been here. The 6,001 chairs that you've put up. All the times you cut the grass. All the times you've done literally whatever was asked of you to do. Thank you for doing that. And like so many others, you guys, thank you for serving. Thank you for having a heart for this house. And thank you for wanting to see the vision of our pastors, uh, uh, you know, come forth and for seeing this place filled up with people that are, are far from God and they want to know God. But, yeah, I'm just really thankful for you guys. So thank you so much for helping. Um, I think that's all I have for tonight. But uh, I'd like to give everybody a chance. Every time I'm up here, I feel like I have a duty. I, have, I owe it to owe it to somebody who doesn't know God. In this room, it might be full of people who all know God. But 
just in case, just in case, there's the, there's the one person that might not know God. I want to give you all.